Chapter 42 of Hero Tales from History. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Elizabeth Holland, Charleston, South Carolina. Hero Tales from History by Smith Burnham. Chapter 42 Davy Crockett, the Hero of the Alamo most of the great men in the new west a hundred years ago were born poor but few were ever as poor as little davy crockett his father seemed to be unable to get along well and was always in debt when davy was still a lad he was hired out for twenty-five cents a day but he did not receive the pay himself it was given to his father once a drover to whom davy's father owed money hired davy to help drive cattle from the crockett's log cabin in east tennessee over the mountains to a place in virginia four hundred miles away though davy had had a poor place to live it made him homesick to stay away from there long he knew what that lonely man meant when he wrote while a stranger in a foreign land be it ever so humble there's no place like home the drover wanted davy to stay and work for him in another part of the country but he did not treat the boy very well thinking that a twelve-year-old lad four hundred miles from home could not help himself but that hard-hearted man did not know davy crockett the boy found a man who was going in a wagon to a place within a hundred miles of his home in tennessee davy planned to meet this man very early one morning about seven miles from where he worked the lad did not sleep much that night and at four o'clock next morning he was on his way to keep his word though he had to wade seven miles through the deep snow in a blinding blizzard he met the man with the wagon and was soon happy in being headed for home the roads were rough and the heavy cart jolted over logs and stumps the boy could not stand it not because it was rough but because they went so slowly he soon got off to walk the two or three hundred miles that remained but after he had hurried on foot a hundred miles or so he saw to his great joy a drover whom he recognized for the man had stopped at his father's log tavern in tennessee the drover took him about a hundred miles on his way but turned off before reaching the place where davy lived the boy had to walk on quite a distance farther swimming rivers and wading swamps he did not mind that for his heart was light he was going home he had a happy time telling the family davy had seven brothers and sisters all about his strange journey over the mountains and back the boy was soon hired to pay another of his father's debts when davy expected to be paid in money the man gave him a note instead but davy was glad to be able to help in this way another time he went and hired out on purpose to pay a bill his father owed as his wages were small it took a long time to pay a few dollars when davy was thirteen he could not read nor write at that time he was working for a good quaker neighbor the boy asked permission to work two days a week just to pay his board and spend the other days in school young crockett learned the three r's readin writin arithmetic well enough to do the simple business of pioneer life davy's highest ambition was to own a horse and a gun 
when he had a rifle and a pony he thought he was old enough to marry a girl of seventeen he seems not to have thought much about having a home of his own the boy bridegroom took possession of a deserted log cabin the bride's father gave them a cow and a good quaker lent the young couple fifteen dollars to start housekeeping davy crockett wrote after they had bought many fine things with that fifteen dollars we were then fixed up pretty grand so we thought after three years the young crockett's owned besides the horse and gun two cows two calves two colts and two children but now that he had a home of his own the young hunter was too restless to stay in it when that region became so thickly settled that neighbors lived within a mile or two of one another the nervous young pioneer moved hundreds of miles to a newer country where he could find elbow room his devoted wife took their little children and went with him to the rougher region among indians bears and other wild animals davy crockett found friends wherever he went he was happy-hearted and full of funny stories he had a humorous way of saying things that pleased those rough-and-ready western people his homely yarns had a meaning deeper than the surface like those told twenty years later by a young man named abe lincoln crockett's backwoods stories and western slang were quoted all over the country he told of treeing a coon once and of how as he was about to shoot the raccoon exclaimed don't shoot i'll come right down i know i'm a gone coon i'll come right down and i'm a gone coon became popular expressions everywhere crockett became a great hunter he killed all the bears in the country around him and had exciting times hunting big game wherever he lived he was wise and sensible in helping and advising his neighbors the people in that pioneer country elected david crockett a justice of the peace they did not care whether he knew much about common law so long as he was possessed of common sense when the creeks and other indians in the southern states went on the war-path and murdered hundreds of people general jackson the great man of tennessee led thousands of white men to kill all the indians known to have taken part in that massacre just as he would have tried to rid the country of dangerous bears or snakes when davy crockett got the word he told his patient little wife i'm going to help fight the indians oh davy she exclaimed what will become of us hundreds of miles from all my friends the indians will come and kill us while you're away but davy crockett could not stay i have to go he said my country needs me and if we don't fight and kill the indians they will come and kill us all that's sure even when fighting in general jackson's army davy crockett was a law unto himself the officers decided to let him do as he liked for he seemed to wish to do the right thing by them all he would be missing for hours and then come back with some game big or little to feast the company food was very scarce on the long march when they got to fighting the indians crockett knew exactly what to do his aim was as sure then as it was when hunting bear or deer many a time when a big brave had his tomahawk raised to kill a fallen white man the savage suddenly dropped dead where he stood the astonished soldier would rise look around and mutter davy crockett must be somewhere around davy's bear hunting sharp shooting and indian fighting were so remarkable that his life was a strong proof of the saying truth is stranger than fiction 
After General Jackson had put all of the hostile savages out of the way and made it safe to live in those western states, the people were so grateful to Davy Crockett for his part in it that they put him up for election to Congress. Rival candidates who felt much more fitted to go to Washington made all manner of fun of Davy Crockett and said the people ought to be ashamed to send a man like that to represent them in Congress but the people said davy crockett ain't much on book learning and spoutin poetry but neither are we he knows our life and just what we want he ain't much of a lawyer but he's got good sense and he can represent us better than a dozen lawyers those people knew what they were doing though davy crockett did not know much about books he was not ignorant for he was well educated in the real life of that western frontier so the people elected him three times to congress and he came to be loved and admired there for his homely wisdom and his quaint way of making others understand just what he meant while he was a member of congress he traveled up and down the eastern states wherever he went he was cheered and feasted in philadelphia the home of american independence the people presented him with a beautiful rifle and a hunting knife and tomahawk of razor steel he told the people he would love and cherish that rifle as he would a daughter then and there he named the gun betsy while he was away in congress and the east crockett's enemies worked against him and he was defeated in the fourth election the boyish longing for home came over him then and he wrote in a short time i set out for my own home yes my own home my own soil and my own humble dwelling my own family my own hearts my own ocean of love and affection which nothing else nor time can dry up here like the wearied bird let me settle down for a while and shut out the world yet much as davy crockett loved his home he loved his country more with this spirit he had also such reckless love of adventure that he could not bear to live at ease when his country needed him the american settlers were having terrible times down in texas thousands of americans in that country were struggling with the mexicans to decide who should control and own the texas territory general santa anna the president of mexico had sent thousands of soldiers into that region captured a brave little army of americans and when these had been disarmed coolly shot them down as if they had been cattle in a slaughterhouse all these things were more than davy crockett's flesh and blood could bear in his opinion such cattle as those mexicans should be treated like bears or murderous indians armed with betsy his new rifle to use if need be for his country's glory he was ready to leave for texas he was now fifty-four years old but his heart was young when his friends tried to convince him that the trouble in texas was no affair of his crockett replied that the news from those struggling heroes down there wrung his heart sorrow will make even an oyster feel poetical and davy left behind him a farewell poem of which this is a small part the home i forsake where my offspring arose the graves i forsake where my children repose the home i redeemed from the savage and wild the home i have loved as a father his child the corn that i planted the fields that i cleared the flocks that i raised and the cabin i reared the wife of my bosom farewell to ye all in the land of the stranger i rise or i fall
when davy crockett arrived at san antonio colonel travis the commander of the americans had turned an old spanish mission called the alamo into a fort santa anna was near at hand with a large army to capture the one hundred and eighty men who were waiting in the alamo it would have made the hearts of that brave garrison glad if they could have looked into the future far enough to see that general sam houston would soon come there and drive the mexicans out of the country and that with the war cry remember the alamo american soldiers would free texas from mexico's cruel rule and finally add the vast territory of texas new mexico and california to the united states but they only knew that santa anna was near with five thousand mexican soldiers and that there was no hope of relief when santa anna and his army had arrived and surrounded the flimsy spanish convent fort he called on colonel travis to surrender the american answer was a cannon shot then the mexicans raised a red flag as a signal that no quarter would be given that is that no american could expect anything but death at their hands then the battle began the walls of the alamo were not strong for the convent was not built for a fort yet it took that great mexican army eleven days to capture it among the americans were thirteen backwoods hunters like david crockett and colonel james bowie the inventor of the famous bowie knife then much used in frontier fighting bowie was ill but he fought like a hero as did each of the others to sell his life as dearly as possible on the last day colonel travis offered to let the few men who were left go out with a white flag and ask the mexicans to spare their lives but not a man would go at last the walls of their frail fortress were battered down and four thousand mexicans came rushing in they found crockett with only five men left their backs to the wall fighting to the bitter end it is said that crockett was the last to fall when beset by too many mexicans to reload and fire betsy he took his gun by the barrel and clubbed several mexicans to death before they shot him down the alamo fell on the sixth of march eighteen thirty six when they found the journal davy crockett had kept during the fight they read his last words in it written late the night before march five pop 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 bomb 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 throughout the day no time for memorandums now go ahead liberty and independence forever end of chapter forty two